Welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. It's Vicky Midwood here. I am the alcohol addiction and disordered eating eliminator. And I want to say welcome to this episode number 24 of my first series of the podcast. This is going to be the last one of series one. I'm going to be taking a little break in August, but I do hope that you will join me again when we pick things back up in September. So without further ado, without a break, let's dive in to today's episode where I'm talking all about comparison, body image and disordered eating. I have recently been helping um, some younger people. I normally work with people who have issues with their food and their body image who have had these problems for a long, long time usually for decades, and they often come to me in their 40s, 50s, 60s, because they are just so fed up of being on the diet roller coaster, just yo-yoing, jumping on the next one, pushing it, losing weight, regaining the weight that they lost and, and more, and, and realizing that actually they've always had an issue with their body image and their self-worth. And, and this is what I really wanted to talk about today, because we throughout this whole pandemic have perhaps not really fully taken on board the extent to which it has affected our younger people. And I'm talking about right from preteen kids right up to young adults. And and I have to say that it does frighten the pants off me as to how these young people are actually going to navigate the world and what it's morphing into. Um, I have a daughter who is 23 and is really struggling to find uh, something that lights her up, something that she wants to do, something that will give her what she feels she wants from a career or a job, but will also allow her to feel confident in herself um, enough to not feel socially anxious, enough to stop the comparison between herself and, and others. And it's hard. Um, and I work in this field. And it's really challenging for me to see the beauty of having a daughter of this age means that we also talk about a lot of stuff. I'm very fortunate. I've always been very, very open with her. And we have some amazing conversations. Um, as a kid, I always explained to her if I was asking her to do something or if she'd done something that wasn't helpful to me or to herself, then we would explore why that was the case. I was never a parent who who would get angry or tell her off just because I said so. She always knew that there was a reason why. And this is something that I think is so important when it comes to self-confidence, when it comes to, to body image and explaining to kids when they're very, very young that we're all different, that we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different genetics, we have different ancestors and those things are going to determine our height they're going to determine our skin colour, our eye colour. They're going to determine how our flesh actually sits on our skeleton. Now, that might sound ridiculous, but I have got 
very bony wrists. The, the bone in my wrist at the bottom of my arm where it joins my hand sticks out a lot. Now, I haven't got particularly skinny wrists, but when you look, you can clearly see that bone sticking out through my skin. Now, compare that to my daughter who has got very, very skinny wrists and you can't see that bone at all. So we are different genetically and if you look at your parents and your grandparents and then you look at yourself and your kids, if you have kids, you will notice that there are similarities in body shape and you can potentially see where you have picked up certain characteristics of where your body may hold on to more fat or the shape of your ankles for example or how you how you hold your posture because even that is partly to do with how our spine sits and how we hold ourselves because we learned this stuff as we've gone along now what I want to really talk about here is, is how we can help ourselves and society, I hope in general, to really look at why we feel we need to compare ourselves with others. And it's not always a bad thing. So often what you'll find I talk about on these podcasts is, is both sides of something, because here's the thing. For people with addiction issues, for people with disordered eating issues, for people who just do not feel good in themselves, in their own skin, it's often because we come from a fixed mindset and we have been taught that life is black and white, that there's a right and a wrong, that there are correct ways of doing things and there are incorrect ways of doing things. And I want to say that's all bullshit. Right? We have got societal conditioning and societal norms so that we don't have anarchy and chaos. Okay, And that unfortunately has kind of over the years, over the decades, over the centuries even now, morphed into uh, an education system which is actually not doing us any favours in terms of our self-esteem, our self-worth and comparison because when you think about it, if you are a parent and you've had kids, or if you can remember being a kid and your parents talking about what school you were going to go to, chances were they were looking at league tables, chances there were they were looking at Ofsted reports, chances were they were looking at which schools got the best reputation for the highest grades, and, and your parents wanted to get you into that school. Even if that meant you having to travel miles, on a coach or on a, on a bus and a train. Why? Because they wanted you to get high grades because high grades back in the day meant that you were more likely to go to university and if you went to university and got a degree, you were more likely to get a better, higher paying job that you were probably going to stick with for life. Ugh, is all I can say to that. <laughs> what a horrible prospect. Um, because that, if that's what you aspire to, uh, don't let me take that away from you because it does still work for some people and we need it to. And this is why I'm saying that I don't work in black and white and right or wrong. For me, I'm going, ugh, because the thought of it is just like I, could, I couldn't handle it. I, it would drive me probably <laughs> insane <laughs> sticking at one thing. And for those of you who know me, you know that throughout my life, I've always had two jobs. Um, sometimes more than two. 
in different places uh, within the same sort of arena always always in the health and fitness world or or in the food and drink world um those were my worlds uh but you know i i rarely just did one thing um and even in that sort of arena that i was working in every single day was was different now the thought of of going to work in the same place having the same commute day in day out seeing the same people day in day out just fills me with a sense of of dread but i know for many people that is an absolute wonderful sense of safety security you absolutely know that you are gonna get a set wage coming in each month you're gonna cover your bills you know how much you have to spend on enjoying yourself and all of that good stuff and i'm sorry about that randomly a file has just literally fallen on the floor um, and that's obviously the universe telling me something I'm going to check that out after I finish this podcast uh, but random stuff do I believe in the power of the universe yes absolutely I do do I believe in coincidences no I don't I think everything happens for reasons that we may not yet understand but we just might do at a later date however as is often my way I digress so when I'm looking at comparing somebody's secure job with what I do and the insecurity of me not having a set amount coming in each month and me not knowing exactly what my free income might be, then do I feel scared by what I've created? No, but at times there is a sense of, wouldn't it be nice if? But that's as far as it goes. Now, for a lot of young people, they don't have any kind of time under their belts, life experience, to be able to be as kind of philosophical and comfortable with uncertainty as I am. And this whole pandemic has meant that our kids who have been brought up in an educational world where fixed mindset is the key. We test you, we grade you, we tell you how you compare with your age initially and then with other people as you get older you start doing it with your friends. What grade did you get or what did you get? What percentage in the test did you get? And we start to keep this fixed mindset going and going as our kids grow older. Now that means that through the pandemic a huge curveball has been thrown because those grades, those tests, were what gave our kids a sense of worth and a sense of achievement. And if they didn't do well, there was this devastating sense internally of not being good enough, of must try harder, of you need to step up, otherwise somehow you are an inferior human being. And when we compare that in terms of academia with what we are now seeing everywhere on social media, where you cannot escape the images of people, of influencers, of celebrities, of actresses, and the comparison and the absolute vitriol of, of comments that people will make on other people's appearances, you can see why we have literally got an epidemic of people who have got issues with body image, massive issues with what they're seeing in the mirror when they look at themselves, and issues with eating disorders right across the board, not just from anorexia, but right across the whole spectrum of emotional eating, stress eating, binge eating disorder, 
all of the things that go in between, right all the way up to compulsive overeating, because there is just a horrible sense of not feeling complete without this validation from external testing or being told that you are good enough, that you do look great. And we have created this as a society, as an education system, as parents, not consciously. But even if you are someone who, who unwittingly has compared a brother to another brother in a family, oh, you're not as good as your sister, oh, you're not as good as your brother, well, your brother did that, why can't you? If you have said that without realising the consequences that it can potentially have on a young person's mind, I want to say, get let yourself off the hook, because you can't know what you can't know. But open the door to having conversations with your young people about how they are feeling, because ultimately, this is what we need to start talking about. Now, I understand that there are a lot of families where today still it goes on this massive taboo about not expressing emotions. It's seen as somehow being weak, sissy, Nancy, I've heard still in this day and age, um, and pathetic is another term that I've heard people tell me that has been said to them. Oh, you're pathetic crying at that. Pull yourself together. Now, honestly, I thought that that was my parents' generation. But here's the thing. If we are passing this stuff down and we are not changing as we go, then, of course, it's going to filter through. And you're not necessarily aware that you're doing it. You're just coming out with familiar language that you grew up with and that you've continued to use. And you're probably surrounding yourself socially and economically with people who are also using that same language. So we're not about attaching blame or anything else here. When we're talking about comparison, this is, though, partly what we tend to do. Oh, it's not my fault. I, I'm not as intelligent as, oh, it's not my fault. And that's fine as justification, because here's the thing. If it can make you feel better in yourself, and if it can stop you from going down that horrendous hole that is disordered eating and poor body image, then I say do what it takes to make yourself feel better. As long as you're not delusional and egotistical and don't go completely the other way. Because here's what it's all about. It's about being realistic. And it's about acceptance. Accepting that we are not all the same. Now, this is why we have a massive, massive issue with schools, because, because kids are trying to be put in one box. When you're in year this, you should be able to do that. When you're in year this, you should be able to do that. And it's just like, well, but we all grow and we all develop differently, depending on our background, depending on our genetics, depending on socially and economically what we have available. If we've got abundant crap food and we don't understand that crap food is going to put weight on, is going to affect our intelligence, our memory and our brain function, well, we don't know any different. If the rest of the family and, and the rest of the people you are with are eating that food, how can you know?
any different. You can't. However, if you choose to adopt a growth mindset and decide not to just accept everything that you are taught and told as being the truth and correct, if you start to get just a little bit curious about what actually might be another way of doing things, a different way of looking at things, then you will open yourself up to the possibility that actually what you've been comparing yourself to and the, the kind of the comparison guidelines that you've been using actually are not helpful. And you as an individual have the power and the skills or you can actually create and manifest those skills to change things one thought at a time, one sentence at a time. So comparison and body image are very, very much something that is internal. It's personal to you. How you feel about you in comparison to others is not right or wrong. I can't label it that. But you might decide that if you give yourself permission to start accepting how incredible your body actually is, what it allows you to do, the fact that we can see, the fact that we can hear, the fact that we can move our fingers and look at all of these images on social media, sometimes doing multiple things at the same time. If you can look at the fact that we can get where we want to go by getting in a car or a train and allowing another human person to put their skills into practice to drive us somewhere and navigate and negotiate all of those things. If you can think about how incredible your body is, that it's allowed you to have children if you have children, that it allows you to climb up ladders or mountains, that you can run away if you need to, that it allows you to think and work out problems and find solutions, that it's not just, you're not just a walking memory machine, you're not just a walking computer, and that is what we are unfortunately creating as a society. We are using things to clean our homes instead of actually physically cleaning our homes. We are now using things like segways and motorized scooters to get from A to B instead of using our legs. Is this technology? Yes. Is it exciting? Yes. Is it helpful to us as human beings? No. Not if you want to have a body that functions well, that feels healthy. And a healthy body is about how you are feeling in yourself, not just about your dress size or your weight on a scale. A healthy body will allow you to do the things that you want to do with the people who you love. And that is what we're striving for. I hope this has been helpful, folks. If you are having any issues with disordered eating, with your body image, or with just understanding what the heck is healthy eating, because there's so much confusing and contradictory information out there on nutrition, then please do get in touch with me. I would love to have a chat to see if I can help you start to accept who you are and to start to help you get a healthy body that will allow you to actually live a life that you enjoy.
I am Vicky Midwood. I am a health coach. I am a PT. I am a nutritional therapist. I'm a lifestyle coach. But over and above all, I am a human being. And I have had my issues with alcohol and with food. And I am not ashamed to share my journey or the feelings that it brought up for me. Because by hopefully helping you to see that it can affect anyone at any age, but we all do have the ability to speak to others about how we're feeling and to seek help. And we can become the person that we would really like to be. But allow yourself to get curious, have compassion, and over and above all, let those expectations of yourself be ones that you have created, not ones that you think will satisfy other people. You are a unique, delightful human being. Embrace that. I wish you a very, very good day. And I thank you if you have listened to the whole series for listening. If you have felt that this podcast series is interesting enough for you to want to share it with somebody else, I would love you to do that. And I would love to get more people tuning in and listening to what I have to say. And if you have got any specific issues that you would like me to cover in the next series of podcasts starting in September, then please do drop me a line. I would love to get your input on what you would like me to talk about. So until September, have a lovely summer. Whatever you do, look after yourself. You are worth it. Bye.